0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and
0: their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes and
1: suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to tirerack.com/sports. That's tirerack.com/sports. tirerack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
3: We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets
4: I don't know how you have a super strong opinion on game three until you know how Chris Paul is. And what we know is, is that the reporting on it, the information that comes from the Clippers is going to be suspect. No doubt about it. We're straight out of Vegas. Now, if we look at the Lakers, could we spin this as, yep, here they are. They're back. If you look how good Anthony Davis played, it was exceptional. 40 minutes, 34 points, 10 rebounds seven assists. I mean, it's a great, it's a, I mean, for a big man, it's a classic stat line over 30 points, double digit rebounds, almost double digit assists. So he's passing field goal attempts versus made uh, good. I mean, everything. And a lot of the X's and O's guys are saying the real key here is that Anthony Davis was playing the five. So the center position, he was the biggest player on the floor He doesn't like to play the five for extended periods. The guys who are close to be the size of a center, but they have the ability not to play center, typically don't want to play center because it's a much more grueling, physically taxing, especially if you're undersized a little bit. So let's go back to the Golden State Warriors in their heyday. They had the lineup of death, it was called. And what was the key to that? It was they didn't play with a center, and they had a situation where they could guard a big man, but it was, uh, if necessary, but they would be hurting them more, the Warriors were, on offense than they'd be hurt on defense. Oftentimes, when one team goes big or one team goes small and the other team stays big, there it, t- it tends to be scoring big on both ends or significant scoring on both ends because the small players do better. And in this case, with the Warriors, 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 Draymond Green would be better suited to stop the big man than they would be to stop him. Okay. The Lakers have that ability with Anthony Davis. And then you think about LeBron and LeBron's ability to play big, even though he can play point guard. I mean, he could be a big point guard if you think about it. And at various times he has been lately. That team is tough to beat. The question is is this a trick that doesn't have a shelf life of four series. That if Anthony Davis has to play the five spot for big minutes in this series, the next series, the next series, and the next series to win a title, if history tells us anything, it's he doesn't have that longevity physically. He, he's not going to avoid injuries to such a degree. So Jonas, is it reasonable to say, and do you agree, that the Lakers playing with AD at the five as the big man played exceptionally well yesterday and probably will play very well net-net for the rest of these playoffs. But if the Lakers can't do well in other lineups, then this probably doesn't have the ability, him playing the five, to go for four series. Because I would make the following case that maybe this Suns team is better than any team the Lakers had to play of the four to win the title last year. Who was the best team they played last year? And couldn't the case be made the Phoenix is better than them?
1: Yeah, no, I, I would I would probably make that case. Um, you know, the the Chris Paul injury I think changes things a little bit. I I also think when it comes to the Anthony Davis situation, Andre Drummond played really really well last night, and mm-hmm. I think that gave them the ability to to not park Anthony Davis down at the five for the entire game to where he could pick his spots. And it was late in the game where you could tell he really started to take over at that point. I I don't think that he's a guy who can or wants to just play the five the entire game, I think he's a former point guard. He likes you know being able to be outside. He wants to be able to still you know use his outside perimeter game. And if they can get that kind of production from Drummond, which is why they acquired him and why they made the move to grab him uh, during the season, I, I think this is something that could work long term.
4: Yeah, but see, that's the question. Is you're right. If you look at Drummond's stat line, it's pretty good, right? 15 points, 24 minutes, had 12 rebounds. I mean a rebound every other minute. That's a monstrous amount of rebounds. Zero assists. I mean, he's a very limited beyond that, but if you look at the minutes that in McKenzie pull up Andre Drummond's plus minus, just a regular plus minus in the game. Because the point I'm going to make is his stat line was fine, but and as we get that number, it's going to help me really refine the point. But my guess is the plus minus isn't all that impressive. Because by definition, when Drummond's in there, AD's not going to be at the five, right? I mean, Drummond is the five. Do you have that, McKenzie? Yeah,
2: the Lakers were plus five with Drummond on the
4: court. Okay, so, you know, Jonas, you make an interesting point. So so when he's off the court, it, it, the Lakers were actually, they won by what, nine in the game? So that means plus seven four. Seven points. By seven. So plus yeah. two then. So that's saying AD at the 5 was plus... Okay, see, that's interesting. I'm going to have to dig into that. My sense was, and the narrative I heard from others, was that when he was at the 5, it's what drove the Lakers' success. Maybe it drove his points, and that's great for the stat line, but the performance was you know, better, in theory, when Drummond was in. So that is fascinating. Okay, uh, what's our Game 3? You know, so Game 3 is going to L.A. I think when we transition... To the Clippers here in a couple minutes, it's going to be, I think, an indictment in a way of the L.A. crowd, and we'll say the L.A. Clippers crowd, where it felt like the fan edge that a lot of these home teams have had, the Clippers didn't have. Now, is that the laws in L.A.? Is that the general ethos of L.A.? I don't know. But boy oh boy, I don't it doesn't feel like that Clippers crowd was anywhere near the crowd that, that some other venues have had. Does that hurt the Lakers the same kind of way? though obviously there's more love for the Lakers. What do we see as the current game three line? The Lakers are six and a half point favorites hosting the Suns. okay, so six and a half point favorites. So they were one and a half in Phoenix. So now they're, they're swinging that thing. Wow, that's a monster swing hmm, I got to be honest with you. That shows me a real pessimism about Chris Paul. Yeah. If there was any, because remember, the line's one and a half, not knowing how bad he was. You could make the point that he was worse than we thought. I think Chris Paul was more hobbled than we expected. So let's say that line goes to three if we knew how bad Chris Paul was. Now you switch venues, ah, I got to tell you, I'm leaning Suns right there. But boy, with the uncertainty around Paul, it's tough. It's tough. What, what do you think? Did you notice that with the Clippers, Jonas? The uh, home crowd not being just as, you know, uh, just the numbers weren't there. I'm not even yeah. saying the fans weren't screaming enough, but, boy, it didn't seem like it affected the game very much. Yeah,
1: I, I just saw, you know, some cardboard cutouts and and not re- like no real energy.
4: Yeah, those um, cardboard, they don't make much noise.
1: I just and, and and if you think about it, I mean, they've now lost five straight playoff games going back to the bubble. So this is this is something that's gone on for a while, and he, look, Kawhi Leonard played well, but Dallas has the best player in the series, and 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 he's he's hitting shots and making plays that you know that, that the Clippers don't have any answer for. And then he's you know they're they're full of confidence. He's talking trash to Pat Beverly after baskets and and running his mouth. I just it's as bad as it could possibly be for the Clippers at this point.
0: Right out of- Make
1: it!
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? you shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times.
3: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Luke is having a historic amount of effect on these playoffs, even though he only only played 38 minutes. Uh, I mean, that's, a, you know, that's 10 minutes off. I mean, the simple math there, um, 39 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. But to me, and, and that's my first question to you, it strikes me that he's created a game, that, and with a limited team around him. I mean, I was talking about the Nets. And I said, if you take away their best player, they still are what in the league? You could make the case they still might be the best team. That if you took away, yeah. you know, or let's say if you took away their, uh, yeah, let's say they took away their best player. Now, if you took away their best player and took the best player of every team away, the Nets would be so far and away the best team, I think. So, but let's flip this and say, how bad could a team be if you take away? The best player. If yeah. the Mavs take away, or if we took Luca away, you'd have Tim Hardaway Jr., you'd have poor Zingas, you'd have what, Finney Smith. I mean, I mean, might yeah. it be that this would be the worst team in the league without Luka?
1: I mean, you'd have the Knicks from, like, five, six years ago, almost, is basically, <laughs> is basically what you'd end up having.
4: Uh, um, but I'm saying, even if you took away the best player from every it, other team.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and, that's, and it's interesting you pose the question that way, because like, even if you took away, if we think LeBron James is the best player on the Lakers, even if you took him away, Anthony Davis is still really good, and and Porzingis is nowhere close to Anthony Davis as a no. player, and so Luca's impact on his team, I would think, if it's not the greatest in the NBA, he's got to be top two or three. Yeah, I don't. But who would be in the conversation? Maybe this year, Steph Curry.
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. But But, I mean, you you just think of Draymond right there. I I mean, so much better than anyone else. Uh, and again, Porzingis, if you think back to his best days, you could say almost a second superstar. That's not what we've seen for quite a while now.
1: Yeah, uh, and and also just as a team, and, and I don't know if this is what the difference is, and this is what I've been wondering watching the first couple of games. So if the three-point shot is as important as it is, and during the course of the regular season, they were 36% behind the arc— in game one, they shot 47%. In game two, they shot 53%. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know why all of a sudden they've had such a drastic change and improved so much behind the arc because that's really been a big factor in this series that they're hitting shots that they weren't normally hitting during the course of the regular season.
4: I agree with that. But but couldn't you make the case the Clippers have been offensively quite efficient also? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you just look at the threes – I don't know if you have that right in front of you. I'm looking at some of the advanced analytics here. But if you look at the accuracy, uh, the the general accuracy numbers, and what NBA.com does is they put them in orange if they're good, or or actually there's another site puts them in orange if they're good, uh, blue if they're bad, so there's a spectrum. I'm looking at Dallas and the Clippers yesterday, and there's not a single stat, rim, short, long, or three, in which the – any of the teams were in blue. So they didn't shoot poorly from anywhere, and they pretty much – now from threes, the Mavs were in the 99th percentile. They made 58%. And it looks like the Clippers made uh, 39.4. So, I mean, yeah, that's the difference in the game, no doubt about it. But that implies the rest of the play, except for those threes are even, and if the Clippers are down 0-1 and they're at home – it's not supposed to be – it's supposed to be you're able to – I mean, remember, Milwaukee beat Miami, even though uh, in game one, yeah. when they were – Miami shot, made 23s, and Milwaukee still won the game. That's yeah. the kind of game the Clippers need to have when you're down 0-1.
1: Yeah, and the Clippers were the best three-point shooting team during the course of the regular season. So in Game 2, I I think they were a 41% three-point shooting team during the course of the regular season. In Game 2, they shot 39%. So it's not like they were just drastically off like in Game 1, and still, they just had no answers for Luka. I mean, he hit a shot uh, uh, fading to his left off his left foot, just threw a three up. And they were joking after the game on TNT. They're like, that's a shot you you try and horse. Not a playoff <laughs> game. He, he did it in a playoff game on the road and just is oozing with confidence. He, he's a, a lot of fun to watch, but a nightmare for the Clippers so far.
4: And we talked about this after game one. And I'd be interested to see if your eye test showed it to be true, is that the Mavs, when they do double Luka, are the type of defense that they don't have a you know super fast foot speed that that in general that the three guys having to guard the four other players when you double does not have a rim protector that's exceptional for the Clippers which you need in that spot you know think about Gobert back at the rim if it's yeah. four on three he's going to be pretty effective back there at minimum going to make him take a longer shot. It feels like the Clippers, though, they have those one-on-one wing defenders, and Paul George and Kawhi are, are supposedly at the elite level with that. I'm not sure if that's not outdated thinking as they've aged, but it doesn't feel like that style, since none of them are good enough to shut down Luka. They have to double him, and I don't think the Clippers look too good when they double.
1: Yeah, and I also I think Willie Cauley Stein is supposed to be that guy who plays close to the rim for Dallas, and you know he's not. I mean he's hardly playing. I mean he's played 19 minutes I think total in the entire series thus far. So it's not like they're you know just loading up at the rim and challenging the Clippers to you know to to hit jump shots. It's just it's almost like they've gotten caught into this. Let's play Dallas's slow, methodical game because that's how Lucas is lulling us to sleep. And it just it's not benefiting him right now. There, there's no answers, even though Ty Lue says he's not worried at all uh, and they're going to be fine, which is so, bizarre.
0: Out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas
0: weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times.
3: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life—
1: It is the Jazz finding themselves down one game to none. A 10-point favorite hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. That on pregame.com.
4: Entering this series, the sense was that Utah matched up well with the Grizzlies. That This wasn't a tough matchup for the number one seed. What we know for sure is Utah had a historically bad shooting performance in game one. In fact, if you look at their percentage, it was the second lowest percentage, the the second worst we've seen all year for Utah. So as much as I don't want to lay doubles here, and I'm not going to, I don't think it's all that juicy on the dog, the Grizzlies, uh, because, again, I don't think it's a good matchup, and I don't expect Utah to shoot as poorly. So what did we have in the Trey Young over under, McKenzie?
2: It is now 25-and-a-half over under.
4: 25-and-a-half. I'm going to go under 25-and-a-half as a best bet. And the rationale here is simple. The, the refs, I think, are going to be sent in to take care and not let the Knicks go down 0 2. And Trey and Young requires a lot of foul calls to his benefit. I don't expect him to get them. I think he underperforms. Under Trey Young in points is a best bet for me. Out of
1: Vegas!
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a b and with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.